You are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot of sound to get to from today's podcast. Matt Painter, head coach of Purdue, goes off on his thoughts on transfers, in particular Matt Harms, the new BYU big man. We'll get some of those comments from the Dan Dackett show out there in Indiana. We'll also get to some comments from the Zoom in with the Cougs segment that Kalani Sitake, his coordinators, and a couple of players participated in yesterday with BYU fans. So a lot to get to on today's edition of the podcast. It is all brought to you today by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code for $10 off your first order. These are protein bars that taste like a candy bar, and I'm not even kidding. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On to save $10 off your first order. We'll tell you more about Built Bar here in just a little bit. With that rundown out of the way, let's get started here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 14th, 2020. Guys, I'm Jay Katz, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, in my day job, and can't thank you guys enough again for taking the time to download this podcast. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be found, so regardless of your podcast provider or whatever you prefer to listen to podcasts on, you can find us. Make sure if you're listening on Spotify, a lot of you have started using Spotify as your preferred podcast provider. Hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Similar, use the subscribe feature on Apple Podcasts. Never miss a show as well as we talk BYU sports each and every day. That way you're always up to date with everything going on with the Cougars. Kicking off today's show, Matt Harms, obviously a big time addition for the BYU basketball program. Well, he's left his head former head coach at Purdue do a little bit upset and I can understand uh, Matt Painter's thoughts on the matter I completely get it Uh, you think you have your roster set and then you have a guy decide you know what I'm out of here and he went on uh, the Dan Dackett show on Indianapolis's the fan 107.5 FM and Dan Dackett his show the, the the slogan, I think, is they pull no punches, if I'm not mistaken, and they really don't. He has guests on that really just go after people sometimes. And today or yesterday, I think he went in on Matt Harms and also Nogel Easter, who tra- entered the transfer portal yesterday from Purdue. The difference between Nogel Easter and uh, Matt Harms is Harms is a graduate transfer, has his degree and will be leaving and be able to play right away. Eastern, unless he's able to finish his degree in short order, he's going to have to sit out a year and play his final year of uh, collegiate eligibility elsewhere after sitting out the year in residence due to the NCAA uh, deciding to essentially table the prospect of having one-time transfers with immediate eligibility for the time being. Well, without further ado, let's let you hear some of the comments from Matt Painter. Here you go. Here's Matt Painter. His first comments about... uh, Matt Harms, what he made of the transfer for Harms, etc. So here you go, Matt Painter on the Dan Dackett Show on the fan 107.5 FM in Indianapolis, Indiana. Matt, are you concerned that these two kids transferred this late in their career? Are you concerned about your program at all and what you're doing within it? No, not at all. You know, I think when you look at the center position where Matt Harms was, like we tried to play Travion Williams and him together and it didn't work. Um, to his defense, he got hurt. He had two concussions, um, you know, and so him leaving and then, you know, I, I don't know how things 
changed for him. Like that, and that's what I kind of look at it like. I try to take a step back and look at it from their perspective. I'm like, okay, how did you better yourself? You know, are you going to go play against better competition in the league that you went to? No. Um, you know, when I look at the position and say, okay, it worked for Caleb Swanigan in that position. It worked for A.J. Hammonds in that position. It worked for Carl Landry in that position. It worked for Jawan Johnson. I mean, you want me to keep going? It, it worked amazing. for Isaac Haas. You know, Travion right. Williams is going to be a good player. So in reality, in the fifth, and that's hard to be able to reel off that many names in 15 years of coaching in one right. position. And so, but in reality, Travion Williams beat him out. That's it. And Matt was starting at the beginning of the year. He had some injuries. I was really looking forward to him coming back and embracing, you know, hey, I had two concussions. I was hurt. Let's, you know, let, let's, let's fight here. Let's, you know, because that's what you do. You know, you might have got your degree from Purdue, but you're not a boilermaker if you walk out the door at the end and say, hey, like, I want to make the league. Well, you know, guys that want to make the league work like Carson Edwards and Caleb Swanigan. Like, I didn't see that from him. Did he work hard in practice? Sure. Did he work hard in games? Sure. Was he a good player for us? Yes. But if you take him and rank him against those guys I just mentioned, where would you rank him? You know, and so Travion Williams beat him out, and then he wants to move on. Then that's his choice. He got his degree from here. There you go. Uh, Matt Painter and – he pulls no punches when it comes to uh, speaking about Matt Harms. Travion Williams beat him out. Uh, kind of interesting to hear him say, though, that you might have a, your degree from Purdue, but you're not a boilermaker if you walk out the door in the end and say, hey, I want to make the league. Okay, great. I I don't get why coaches do this, honestly. Let me get that out of the way right now. Because in the current situation for a collegiate athlete, a student athlete, well, guess what? The coaches still hold the power. And the, I mentioned the fact that the NCAA essentially tabled the, the proposition to allow the one-time immediate transfers for all college sports. It's due to coaches like Matt Painter who freaked out thinking, oh, no, it's going to hurt us. Guess what? Matt Painter, you can leave Purdue tomorrow and have essentially no ramifications for you deciding, I want to go coach at some other school. Matt Harms, Nogel Easter, any kid cannot do that currently without having to sit out a year or, in Matt Harms' case, graduate with their degree and decide to move on. If Travion Williams beat him out, let him move on and don't be so salty about it. Sorry, Matt Painter, but you just come off as a, just a whiny baby about all this. That's just my thought on it. You guys may disagree, and his comments, uh, if you read them in print versus hearing actually hearing them, I think in print they look worse than what they sound like. But regardless, it's just not a good look for Matt Painter because college coaches, it's just rich with irony when they talk about loyalty to programs and such. When you look at, uh, to use a college football example from this past season, Mel Tucker over there doing a alumni events. Meanwhile, in the back room, his agent's negotiating a new deal with Michigan State, and the next day he's on the plane to East Lansing, leaving Colorado high and dry. I'm sorry. It falls on deaf ears in my world when a coach does something like this. Well, further on in this conversation with Dan Dakich, Matt Painter talked a little bit about the hard and fast statistics when it comes to transfers and their being drafted. You know, it's 19 guys out of 420 that have transferred. So it's a low percentage. But what I what I look at more than anything is, you know, embrace problems and embrace adversity and fight it. And, you know, don't run from it. And when you run from it and your work ethic isn't at a high, high level like a Carson Edwards 
or a Caleb Swanigan because they have shortcomings at that level. They're, they're great college players, but at that level, they have shortcomings. So that's the one thing that's not going to change. Everybody can have these dreams. We all have dreams. Um, but things have to be realistic. And like you said, like if you got a distraction already and you're making it hard, like you can go on the message boards and talk here for four or five, six months. But when we start this season, you got to play, you know, you got to go out and be productive. And if you weren't before, you're inconsistent. Boy, I don't know how that changes. There you go. More from Matt Painter. He says, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings because I like the guys that left my program. I like them both, but transfers don't get drafted very much. And he does bring up the statistics. In the last seven drafts, we've got four guys that have been drafted in the first round that have transferred. There are 19 total guys in the first and second round. So he says, in seven drafts, people have to understand that's over 420 picks, or actually 420 picks, 19 guys out of 420. That's a low percentage. Yet again, Matt Painter, it just makes you come off as petty. It seems like you're throwing a hissy fit about the fact that you lost two guys who are expected to be part of your rotation for a pretty strong Purdue program. But guess what? Purdue's loss is BYU's gain. And if I'm BYU, why not go chase Nogel Easter and see if you can get him to come over and join the BYU basketball program? Another a number of other athletes who've entered the transfer portal over the last couple of days. Uh, Matt McClung from Georgetown is a guy that I think BYU fans are very interested in. Jonah Antonio, a guy BYU been linked with for a long time. He actually had BYU in his final three yesterday. Committed to Wake Forest, so he will move on. Uh, we'll see what happens with BYU. But as I've mentioned earlier on this podcast, I think the next thing BYU is looking for in the transfer portal is a point guard, a guy who can come in and run the ship after Alex Barcelo's eligibility retired up to next year. I think they're okay, speaking of BYU, having a guy have to sit out a year and then uh, fit him in after that. We'll see what happens, but I just th- I wanted in this opening segment let uh, Matt Painter's comments get out there. A big thank you to the Dan Dackett Show, 107.5 FM, the fan out there in Indianapolis for allowing to use, to use that audio. Man, it just comes off, I think, as a just a, a petty, uh, vindictive uh, swipe at a guy who put in a lot of time for your program and for you to go after him like that. Well, I think it only just makes a guy like Matt Harms think, you know what? I was smart for getting out when I got out. I think that that's what he's thinking. He's like, well, you know what? If you're going to treat me this way, why should I want to hang around here? And I get that. I just, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that... It doesn't look good for a coach to sound off on loyalty to a program when these coaches themselves can bolt the second that they want to. So it's just, he says loyalty is a two-way street. If you listen to this entire interview, I'll link the entire interview in the show notes if you want to go listen to it. But it just, if I know I'm reiterating a point I already made, but it just, it seems like it falls on tone deaf ears. It sounds tone deaf, I guess is the easiest way to say it when it comes to a guy like Matt Painter with regards to Matt Harms. But such as it is, that's how he decided to go about things and address it. And, Gave me some content. I can thank you that much for doing that, Coach Painter. All right, we'll switch gears, talk some BYU football next. We'll have um, some comments from BYU coaches and players yesterday on the Zoom in with the Cougs conference call, their webinar that they had via Zoom yesterday. We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys that today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have over 16 amazing flavors. They just recently launched a whole new line of flavors. So go to 
BuiltBar.com. You can learn more about this company. It's a local company as well for those of you listening to us here in the state of Utah. Built Bar was built right here in the state of Utah, to use that pun, pardon it, but they are doing great work. These protein bars are absolutely delicious. They're soft and easy to chew. Gone are the days of having the leading protein bar where you feel like you need a gallon of milk to wash it down because it's just so dry and chalky, etc. They're perfect for the health conscious guy or gal, regardless of your situation in life. If you're a husky gentleman like myself trying to lose weight, they can help you in that regard. But they also can help people who want to pack on the pounds, pack on the muscle. They have incredible flavor profiles. So let's say, for example, their mint brownie flavor, which actually I love mint brownies. I, it's just a personal favorite of mine. It was one of my favorite ones that they sent me to try. Mint brownie, 15 grams of protein, just 110 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So they're low calorie, low sugar, but also high protein and high fiber to make sure that they're helping you accomplish your goals, regardless of where you're at in the spectrum. If you're trying to put on weight, lose weight, etc., they can help you guys out. And the best part is, if you're they're, them being a local company here in the state of Utah, when you support Built Bar, you're supporting both this podcast, the Locked On Podcast Network, but, but additionally, the local economy here in the state of Utah. And that doesn't even mean if you're listening out of state, guess what? You can still support a company like this and they do great work. So check out BuiltBar.com. You can use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, get $10 off your first order. Encourage you guys to go check it out. BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off your first order. BuiltBar.com, proud sponsor of us here on Locked on Cougars and the entire Locked On Podcast Network. Yesterday, BYU football coach Kalani Satake was joined by his offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, defensive coordinator, Lisa Tuiaki, and then two of his players, Matt Bushman and Isaiah Kafusi, two seniors on this year's team for a Zoom in with the Cougs segment, uh, speaking with BYU fans, kind of talking about the upcoming season. Well, I can tell you this much. It sounds like at least two of the members of BYU's staff or team are excited for the season opener against Utah if it is played when it's supposed to be. I'd say Utah. I've gone 0-3 against them, and I'm really looking forward to playing them my, my senior year. And, yeah, I just want to come out on top and, and show those guys what we're really made of. Beating Utah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I can't wait. These guys have been eluding us, and we're going to give it to them this year. I, I can't wait. That, that game can't come soon enough. We're going to beat them this year. There you go, Matt Bushman and Elisa Tuiaki. They are fired up. They want to get Utah. How different would things have been if BYU not giving up that fourth quarter lead they had up at Rice-Eccles last time they played in Salt Lake City? I think the whole perception of Kalani Satake's tenure might have been different based on just one game, and that's that game right there. You win that game, you'd snap that streak against Utah at that point. I think the whole perception of Kalani Satake's tenure as a BYU football coach would have been different in that regard. That's just my thought. One of those what ifs uh, that we've been talking about all week here on the podcast. We can just discuss that a little more in depth as we get a little bit closer uh, to that game. But I think it's absolutely one of those things. Had BYU won that game back in 2018, held on to that lead, not yacked it up with Jason Shelley leading the charge for Utah. How different is BYU looked at right now by its own fans and other fans or, or of other fans of other programs? 
because they actually snapped the streak and they actually showed, hey, we can compete with Utah. They're fired up. Hopefully they can get back onto it this year, but we'll find out about that. Uh, both Elisa Tuiaki and Jeff Grimes were asked about the health of their respective units, speaking of the defense and the offense respectively. Well, here's what you had. Here's what Elisa Tuiaki had to say, followed by Jeff Grimes talking about the offense and then the the defense and then the offense for BYU health wise. Defensively, we're we're pretty healthy, but we're getting we're getting guys back that didn't play last year that really we're really excited about. Um, you know, some of those guys that uh, started to participate in spring ball, really particularly the DBs. You know, getting Keenan Ellis and Chris Wilcox and Troy Warner and some of those other DBs that are coming in, and so we're excited about uh, about getting de- a little bit more depth there. But I think that we're fairly healthy on defense. I'd say the same thing on offense. We've had a few guys that have had some injuries, had some surgeries, and are are working their way back from that, you know, um, just lingering things from the fall that you would, that you would expect anyone that, that had a surgery um, was still working through that this spring. Um, so Sione Finau's knee, Hank Tuipolotu's knee, Joe Tukwafu's foot, you know, and two or three other guys that, that had surgeries. And so maybe it's been a blessing in disguise for those guys to have a little additional time off. But I, I anticipate we'll have everybody back by the time by the time the season rolls around. There you go, Elisa Tuiaki, BYU defensive coordinator, followed by Jeff Grimes, BYU offensive coordinator. Hopefully I didn't screw that up. Anyways, uh, but they talking about the health, they said that the DBs, guys like Troy Warner, Chris Wilcox coming back healthy, Keenan Ellis, that's going to be a boon for BYU on the back end of their defense. But I think the more important or the key uh, quote, quote I heard from Jeff Grimes is the fact that he thinks that Sione Finau should be ready to go by this fall. Uh, and talking with people about Sione Finau, he had a surgery a little bit later than most expected. He had it in January. And ACL surgeries, it used to be in almost an entire year before you were back. Well, some guys are coming back as soon as six months and even sooner than that, it feels like. It just kind of depends on how your body responds to the surgery, if there's other additional damage. But it's interesting to hear Jeff Grimes say that he thinks that a kid like Sione Finau, who really had a breakout campaign before getting injured for BYU in the middle part of last season could be back this fall that'd be a big time addition for BYU the running back group if he's fully healthy and able to contribute I'm not necessarily buying in that he's going to be 100% come the first day of whenever BYU reconvenes for fall camp but if he can get back and be a contributor even at mid-season I think it'd be a fantastic development for BYU because Finau really showed that he's got that burst, that speed. He's not necessarily the biggest guy, but he's got that burst and speed that could really help BYU's offense from the running back position. And here's hoping he's able to get back as soon as possible. A couple final thoughts from you from that Zoom in with the Cougs segment. Well, Matt Bushman, I thought, was the most forthcoming individual with this, uh, speaking of just different things on this call with BYU fans. Well, he is sick of losing games that BYU shouldn't lose, and you'll hear him talk about the fact that he doesn't like being, quote, mediocre. For me and what a lot of guys have talked about and with the coaches, like we're just tired of falling back into mediocre seasons. I mean, we want to be great. We want to be a program that, that stands out and that can compete with the best. So no matter what happens with the season, we're hoping we get every game and we get all the fans there to be there with us and experience this great season. Um, we're sick and tired of being mediocre, and we want to we wanna be great and win some big-time football games and just play with the best. So we have goals. We have personal goals. We have team goals, offensive and defensive goals, and we want to accomplish all that we can. And I think we are definitely 
more motivated than than ever right now. There you go. Matt Bushman, he says his team is fired up. They want to show people that they are better than they are. And I respect that. If his teammates and him really reflect that on the field this year, I think it'll be a markedly different looking year for BYU football. And here's hoping it comes to fruition. One final note for you. And I just, I'm a guy who really thinks this BYU tight end group has got the makings of something special coming up, led by a guy like Matt Bushman. Well, apparently Jeff Grimes really thinks the young guys at the position group, Isaac Rex, uh, some of the other guys there can really be key cogs in BYU's offense if they come along. So here you go. Here's Jeff Grimes talking about the tight end group and his excitement level for those guys this season rather than pick one guy I'd pick one position that I'm excited about our youth at is tight end and you know Matt's done a great job being a leader in that group but we've got some young guys coming in here that I think have phenomenal talent when you look at um, Isaac Rex Carter Wheat Mason Wake Hank Tui Pelotu Um, just to name a few, and a couple others that haven't even been here yet. I think we've got some young tight ends that's really going to allow us to play a little bit more 12 personnel than we did last year and give us the opportunity to move those guys around even more. And when we have the, the potential to put two tight ends on the field, then it forces the defense to have to deal with a lot of different things. They have, they have the potential for eight gaps that they have to defend against the run. And when they're athletic guys like Matt, and a couple of the other guys that I mentioned who you can also split out and use as a wide receiver and create mismatches that way, then they've got to still be able to defend four wides or even empty formations. So I'm excited about the youth at tight end. All right, there you go, Jeff Grimes and BYU's tight end group. I'm telling you, they can be the difference maker for BYU football. It's been that way for quite some time. Speaking of BYU and their tight ends, you can think back to the glory years with Lavelle Edwards, even during Bronco Mendenhall's tenure as head coach. Tight ends have been the key difference maker for BYU on offense. When they have elite tight ends, it seems like that offense really gets untracked and they really just do great things. Matt Bushman is a great tight end. Can he really help BYU carry the load? Well, it sounds like guys like a Carter Wheat, Isaac Rex, Bentley Hanshaw. There's a number of guys on that roster that really look like they have the makings of being guys who can be good players in a BYU uniform at tight end. And here's hoping they're able to live up to that hype. All right, so there you go. Some of the comments from the Zoom In with the Cougs segment yesterday on BYUcougars.com. It's been a fun week for BYU sports doing this. They've had a lot of different BYU coaches and players participating in different things. They're going to have a Cougar Tell sale later this week if you haven't heard about that. You can order Cougar Tells and go pick them up at the stadium on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. So some fun stuff going on with BYU sports. But uh, we'll wrap things up here in just a second. Before we do that, though, do want to mention to you guys, if you guys are listening to us in southern Utah. I've got a good friend I caught up with. He's a high school teammate of mine. If you've got a young man who's playing high school football who wants to improve his skills and he's particularly playing along the offensive or defensive line, check out Boss Skills Training in southern Utah. My good friend Benson Lamatia is a former college coach at Dixie State. Played at the collegiate level at Snow College at Dixie. He knows what's what about college coaching. He does a great job with high school players. He's now a high school coach down there in southern Utah in the greater St. George area. He is doing incredible things with Boss Skills Training. So if you live in southern Utah and they even come up north every so often and you want to get work for your son who's trying to get some work in ahead of the upcoming football season, especially along the offensive or defensive line, I encourage you guys to check out Boss Skills Training. You can find them on Instagram. They do incredible work keeping guys in shape and getting ready for this upcoming football season. 
All right, as we wrap things up, we're way over time here on the podcast, so a real short final uh, clip here for you guys, but wanted to remind you guys that this week, the Hanging with the Cougs event today is actually a live Instagram interviews with both BYU football head coach Kalani Satake and then BYU basketball coach Mark Pope. Those will be taking place on Instagram live at BYU basketball for Mark Pope and at BYU football for Kalani Satake. BYU basketball with Coach Pope will be at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. The BYU football live event will be at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Should be a fun time and ability to ask some questions and interact with BYU's, I think, kind of the foremost coaches in the athletic department, men's basketball and football are the forward-facing programs for BYU sports. So some fun stuff there. So I encourage you guys to check that out. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Big thank you to all of you who have continued to support us. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button if you're listening to us, especially on Spotify, that follow button, Apple Podcasts, the subscribe button, so you never miss an episode of this show. Today's show has been brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. They do an incredible job these these protein bars i swear they taste like a candy bar so check them out builtbar.com use the promo code locked on get ten dollars off your first order follow the show on social media facebook instagram and twitter at locked on cougars my personal twitter feed if you want to follow me there is at jacob c hatch you also can feel free to weigh in with the show anytime via email locked on byu at gmail.com is the address tomorrow on the show we're going to have a a Fan Friday edition with Casey Lundquist. Just started a new venture with Sports Illustrated covering BYU sports. A big BYU fan. He will join us on the show tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Thursday whenever you hear this. And we'll be back with you guys again tomorrow. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for May 14th, 2020. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.